Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. Who remembers these words? The Lord bless you and watch and guard and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and enlighten you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Numbers 7, but this is just before Numbers 7. Numbers 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and watch and keep, uh, watch God and keep you. The Lord make his face. Didn't you just experience that in worship today? It was just a sense that God is just making his face shine on us this morning. And enlightens you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lifts up his countenance on you and gives you peace. And I think when, when, um, Ever I read this, I, I'm reminded of what? There's a certain song. It was written into a song, and it came out in a certain time. So I just, I'll never forget COVID and then the song coming out. And what is happening in the back? Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that was the period, and this, this song was sung in that time, and it really just carried so many of our, I mean, how many times did I go into my room and, Lord, be gracious, be amongst us, His face shine upon us, and He gives us peace. Ah, amen, ah, and we just, you know, we, we're just worshiping on that. And um, now, we, now we're going to number seven. It, it's, it's the next chapter. And God, want, God said to me as I was prepping, He said, don't have twenty twenty vision. Don't have 2020 vision. I thought that was quite cool. What he means by it is stop looking at the world through the, the vents of 2020. Okay? Don't look through the world through the events of 2020. Don't look through the world through what you've just been through in the last, what is it, three years, two, three years. But now God wants to take us into something new. And I'll just never forget. If you're new in this church, we went on a church camp literally the week before lockdown. We all got together and we had this amazing time together and we drove home and lockdown. And it was just this special com- com- community, sense of community that we had. Like God just brought us together to really connect us. And I knew that this church, we're going we're gonna to connect on the other side. And there was just this sense of of love and, and connection, and it was just so powerful. But God said on that camp, He said, I'm going to break down and I'm going to build. And, and so through that COVID period, there was so much that was broken down. And, and many have come back and tried to restart what they lost in that time. But, but if they do, they, they're just going to be stuck. God's saying, I needed to break down certain things, certain habits, certain ways of thinking so that we can do things differently. And that's what God brought us into and He's been building us and He's building new habits, new ways, new ways of thinking into our hearts and minds. And number seven 
says, on the day that Moses had fully completed setting up the tabernacle and had anointed and consecrated all its furniture and the altar and all its utensils and had anointed and set them apart for holy use, the princes of Israel, the heads of the father's houses, made offerings. These were the leaders of those tribes and were over those uh, who were numbered and they brought their offerings to the Lord. And this, when I read that, I underlined it like, this is important. This is something to remember. They brought their offerings to the Lord. Now, I want you to see where it's placed. It's placed after God says to Moses, say to Aaron and his sons, this is how you shall bless them. Say to them, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And he, he gives them that whole blessing. And we're... Yeah, we are, and we're saying, God, will you make your face shine upon us? Will you bless us? But the very act that came out of that was the building of the temple, the completion of the building of the temple, and of all the heads and the princes bringing their offerings to God. Now, last week we ended off with have a sacrifice of praise, right? So we, we have a sacrifice of praise, and, and I shared a little bit about how sometimes we have to give something of ourselves, Actually, that was in leaders' meeting. Sometimes we have to give something of ourselves, especially as worship leaders or leaders in church or connect group leaders or, or wherever you are. You've got to actually give something of yourself that blesses a multitude. So there was a lady who wrote a song out of, just out of her 12-year journey of trying to fall pregnant, and then one day she fell pregnant, and it was absolutely God's goodness. And she sings the song of God's faithfulness and of God's nature, but her song was her sacrifice of praise and the testimonies she received after that for other women who were able to fall pregnant just because they could worship along with that song because they saw her testimony and they had the courage to believe in God's faithfulness. So your sacrifice of praise is sometimes something that you have of you that you give and it blesses a multitude. If you think about the little boy who, who came, I want to say the little boy who fed the 5,000, but, but, but who Jesus used to feed the 5,000. He came with his lunch. I don't know if, you, if, if he was anything like our kids, but our kids really enjoy their lunch. It's, it's the most holy moment of a school morning. It's like you open that wax paper and the glory shines out. You've been waiting all morning for this. Just see this little boy opening his lunch and Jesus coming. And Come on, Jesus asked who? A little boy for his lunch. If I was asking a little boy for his lunch, Bernardini would be like, stop it. It's a little boy. <laughs> but he gave a sacrifice of praise and it fed the multitudes but now i i'm on this word offering i'm just i'm 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 i feel like god's maybe i don't know maybe it's in maybe it's a season of of the offering maybe it, it is that we don't know but i i just felt there was something on this i feel like our church 
has been building and building and building and people have been getting together and, and it feels like the right people are here at the right time. It, it really feels like that. It feels like there's been a building and an establishing and now we're dedicating the, the temple. The, there's a, the, in the spirit, in, there's, just this, there's just been this, if you haven't been here all these years, in our hearts there's been this building and building and building and when I stand and look here today, I'm like, this is exactly what we prayed for. Okay, we, we were here, we were, we were in this church when we were 10 people in a tent on a plot. And now we're here and we're looking at, at this and we're going, there is a building that, is, that has taken place. The, some of you won't see it because you're the first time visitors. You, you get to see a cappuccino machine and you're like, God is awesome to me today on a rainy day, Right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> For the rest of you, it's 20 bucks, okay. So, <laughs> but we were there. We saw the beginning. But, but God builds for a purpose. He doesn't build for the sake of building. And too many people pray for the building, and the building is the end result. But the building isn't the end result. Take a note here. Moses has finished building the temple. He has already anointed all the furniture, everything that is in it. And the people brought an offering. This is a people who had given to build. And now once it was built, they were, built, they were bringing an offering. Numbers is too tedious to read. Because they go through each tribe and they list everything that they gave over and over and over again. In the commentary it says, Numbers pays tribute to every person who gave and honors them for their giving and for their offering. That's why it didn't say the 12 tribes and then they gave a list. They list each tribe and list each thing they gave so that they could honor each tribe for their giving. Yeah, let that just, okay. <laughs> There's a difference between a sacrifice and an offering. The sacrifice is a one-time gift that blesses a multitude. Some people in this room, yeah, the rain is going quiet with me just to bring in the moment, yeah. <laughs> Some people think that a sacrifice is something they've lost for the sake of losing. But a sacrifice is a one-time gift to bless a multitude. Think of Jesus on the cross. He died how many times? One time. But an offering changes our hearts. An offering is something we give for our sake. So there's a lady... In the desert, I imagine it, it kind of looked like Star Wars. This vast desert and this mud hut. Have you, anyone seen Star Wars in the room? Okay, some fans. There we go. May the fourth be with you. There we go. So, so, so I just see this mud hut and this desolate place. And there's a lady without what? Oil. And Elijah the prophet comes. And... He asks for bread, and she says, this is the last. This is the last that we have, and I don't have any oil. And, and, 
I'm paraphrasing because I read the story like years ago. I'm just trying to remember the best details, okay? And, and, but we know the story. But the, the, the truth in it is she had to give an offering. The truth is she had to bring an offering. It wasn't a sacrifice. It was an offering. And she brought an offering and God's presence was established in her household, and there was continuous supply. You with me? God wants to take this body, and it requires of us an offering. And as we give an offering, God continues to establish what is permanent in our lives. Three weeks ago, I made a statement. I said, it's time to move from the temporary to the permanent. And people have come out of crisis and they're too scared to commit to the permanent because what if there's another crisis? But God is saying it's time to commit to what is permanent. I want to build and establish something from this generation and for generations and for generations and for generations. If you're sitting in this room, you're a part of something that God is doing. Not only just in this church, but in your life. God wants to use your life to impact the world for generations to come. And that's what we believe. We believe we've been called to raise up a body of mature believers. Not of soft sheep. You've heard me say that. We're all sheep. We're all Jesus' sheep. You're not my sheep. I'm with you. I'm one of Jesus' sheep. But we're raising up a body of mature believers who have seen what God has called them to, who have brought the offering that changes them and continue to bring the offering that continues to bless the temple. It goes on to say, Then then the Lord said to Moses, Accept these things from them that they may be used in doing the service of the tent of meeting and give them to the Levites to each man according to his service. And so God instructed Moses to receive an offering so that the permanent presence of God could be established in the camp, that the permanent presence of God could be established in their households and in their nation. Turn with me to Psalm 30. Psalm 30 says a song that was sung at the dedication of the temple of David. I will extol you, Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. Lord, Lord my God, I cry to you and you have healed me. You've brought me up. You've brought my life up from the place of dead. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing to the Lord, O you saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. And in his favor is life. Here again, at the dedication of the temple, There is a declaration going out that God's favor is 
for a lifetime. And in his favor, there is life. Two different things, but meaning the same thing. God is saying when we dedicate our lives to him, when we bring our offering, which is a continuous gift, and, and I want to ask each person today, what is the offering that you are bringing to God? What are you bringing? What, what resembles gold and silver in your life? What resembles the very best that you have? What is the best that you have? What is your offering? What can you bring into the house, into His presence, so that, not so that you may experience His favor, but to acknowledge and give honor to His favor. And His favor is for a lifetime. Giving a continuous offering is tied into stepping into the permanent work of God. It's tied into stepping into a favor that God wants to give for a lifetime. But in His favor is life too. I want to just go back in that verse. Is that blessing anyone? I just want to stop at verse 2. God, I cry to you and you have healed me. I want to encourage every person who needs healing to continually cry out to God. Say, God, will you heal my body? Will you heal my mind? Will you heal my spirit? David could say, I cried out to you and you have healed me. Healing is, is one of the most important parts of our faith. It's in one of the most important parts. It's one of the most important acts of our belief. The fact that you can believe you are healed. Why? Because of God's favor. The next verse, or verse 5, talks about anger. And, and it says, his anger is but for a moment. His anger is but for a moment. Too many people walk in the belief that God is angry with them continuously. And they're afraid to bring an offering, or even afraid to step into his favor, because they think his anger is continuous. I just, once again in worship, was so aware of God's compassion for us. God wants to demonstrate in this time His kindness, His compassion, and His favor. And it's so important for us to see it, to feel it, to allow Him to minister to us personally. I want to encourage you, have a personal relationship with Him. See His face. Say, th say thank you for your, for your kindness, God. Thank you for your compassion for your compassion on my life. Then David said, As for me and my prosperity, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. By your favor, Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face and I was troubled. I cried to you and I made supplication. And I said, What profit is there in me going down to the grave? I just saw that today in, 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 in the statement that, in saying it this way, what profit is there in me if I lose my ability, if I lose my power, if I lose my anointing, if I lose sight of your favor? This is David saying, I have not lost sight of your favor. Verse 11, you have turned my mourning into dancing. 
You have put off my sackcloth and you have girded me with gladness to the end that my tongue and my heart and everything glorious within me may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. There is a shift taking place when we bring our offering. There is a shift that takes place in our heart when we bring our offering. Why? Because we bring an offering from a place of thanksgiving. That's so important. Always bring your offering from a place of thanksgiving. God doesn't appreciate an offering that comes with regret. Absolutely not. How many of you enjoy receiving a gift with conditions? <laughs> no one. Conditions speak of regret. Can I say that again? Conditions speak of regret. Is that heavy? But a gift brought in, thankfulness is, is powerful. But listen, God's favor is without condition. So there's this relationship of giving, bringing an offering without regret because of an awareness of God's favor and who he is. I want to go to John 17. We're going to end off nice and early today. Jesus is presenting his offering. His sacrifice is his body on the cross, his physical body on the cross. That's his sacrifice. But what Jesus presents to God as an offering is the church. That's way more powerful than what you guys are reflecting back at me right now. (laughs) Jesus' sacrifice was his body on the cross. But his offering to God is the body, the church. It's a continual offering. It's a continual gift to God. He says in John 17, he says in verse 12, he says, while I was with them, that's us, I kept them and preserved them in your name. Those who you have given me and guarded, those you have given me, I guarded and protected them, and not one of them has perished that the scripture might be, and then he talks about Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And so it goes. And I just, as I was thinking about this prayer, it's actually just such a powerful prayer because the next, the next verse in John, he goes off and is captured and then is crucified. But it's like he's bringing the completion of his mission. Jesus' mission on earth was to raise disciples, to start a church, to build a community. That was his mission, to, to have 
people around him who would one day become apostles. And he built them up to a place. And, and it's, almost, it's almost as if in this moment he brings them to God. And he says, now they are yours. Now, God, I bring the completion of my mission. I bring my offering to you. And I place them before you. But God, I, I ask that you don't just take them out like, like don't just take them from the world in, in the same way that I'm departing, but, but do something in them so that every person who will ever come to believe will be blessed by me in, in them. And there is a dedication and an offering. And I realized that we, I realized we were offered. We, we, the, the Bible says Jesus was a first down payment. A, a how many down payments? A first. Because after that there is a gift. There is an offering. And, it, and it, it's, I know, maybe you've never heard of this before. I hadn't heard of this before today. But I was just realizing that there is an offering made through Jesus Christ. And there isn't a temple that we go to. There is a dedication of a church body. I just saw this picture in spirit. Just as I, as I, as I spent time, I saw a picture of the church that, that Jesus actually brought the thing that was most valuable to him. Come on. If, 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 you, if, anyone, if anyone has a mission, there is an outcome, there is a goal. And that outcome and goal is normally the thing that is most valuable. And yet Jesus brings his children. The, the work that he's done in the last three years on earth. And he says, God, now I'm giving that to you as an offering and a dedication. What that means for us is, it means we realize that Jesus gave something with, you can, you can just read so much passion in John 17. So much of his heart being poured out in vulnerability and, and just with, with genuineness. And you stop and think and you realize, but wait, I'm a part of that. And there is an honor to that. There is an honor that we have as the body, that we, we honor what, what Jesus did. Not, I, can't, I can't say not just on the cross. That, that, that's not right. But I can say even before the cross, there was something that was imparted. There was, some, there was, a, there was a mission that was very, very important. And that mission was the beginning of the building of the church. And there is a continuous offering. And I want to, I want to ask you, what is your offering in response to that? What is, what is your offering in response to the heart of Jesus? What are you going to do in your life that, that brings so much value? And, and I want you to just, not now in, in the service, but, but throughout the week, get up in the morning and say, God, what can I bring to offer to you? What, what can I bring that is of value to you? What can I bring that is meaningful to you? And just focus your life on that. Step away from 2020. Step away from the temporary period that's been in between. Realize that we've broken down certain 
enemies and we've broken down certain strongholds. We've broken down certain habits. And we've come to a place where we actually do have something to offer. This is but the beginning. This is but the start. And the and the, and the and the and the and you want to say something? <laughs> Bernadine was saying, "Come forward." So in line, actually, Joch, um, I read it this morning. Um, woke up with Colossians three, and I was spending time in it. And uh, we we never really speak um, at all <laughs> before we come on a Sunday about just what the Lord is saying and doing, but. Um, yeah, I was spending time in this, and, and, and in verse 17, Colossians 3, verse 17, he says, Whatever you do, we know it so well, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, um, uh, giving him praise. Yeah, verse 23, I want to I go back to a little part in between. It says, verse 23 says, whatever, um, yeah, whatever may be your task, Work at it heartily from this work at it as something done for the Lord and not for men. In between those two scriptures, he talks about wives. And it's so funny because I'm going to show you this. This is now me. My, my Bible's highlighted many years ago. There, there's this white gap. I highlighted that a little bit this morning. But there's this white gap where it starts wives. Submit, so like highlighting, and then it goes, Wife, submit to your husband. Children, nothing highlighted. Then I carry on highlighting yet. Whatever you task may be, <laughs> do it unto the Lord. And it's so funny, the Lord actually really pinned that on me this morning. <laughs> Just being honest. Um, <laughs> I do submit. That's why I asked very gently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever you do, do it as an offering. Daniel's talking about an offering of the heart that we bring into the presence of the Lord, that we bring into the sanctuary. And, um, and sometimes it leaves us with, now what is that? Daniel's asking, what is your gold? What is your silver that you're bringing? And here he says, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Wives, be, submit, um, be subject to your husbands um, as the right and fitting and is your duty. Husbands, love your wives. In other words, in relationships with each other, in relationships in homes, in relationships between you and... Then he goes, children. So he's speaking about the household. He's speaking about the home. Children, um, obey your parents. Fathers, and he's speaking to the fathers, do not provoke your children. Then he speaks to servants. In other words, where you are earning money, where you are gaining, where you are gaining profit, where you are working. He says, servants, obey in everything, those who you, uh, in everything of earthly matters, not only when their eyes are on you or pleasers of, pleasers of men, but in simplicity of purpose, with all your heart, because of your reverence for the Lord and as a sincere expression of your devotion to Him. So in everything, in everywhere, in your relationships, in your homes, in where you're working, as a sincere expression of your devotion to the Lord, whatever your task may be, bring it as an offering to the Lord. Bring it as a devotion to the Lord. So it's really just, it was just so spot on. I couldn't help it. Like, 
put my hand up. It's, it's really he's calling us to a level of devotion in everything, in our relationships, in our homes, in our this, in these relationships, in those difficult areas sometimes. Devotion to the Lord is, is expressed in relationships, in, in how we work with people around us. So that's, I think that's part of that, that offering, yeah. <laughs> can I say something about my wife quickly? Can I, can I, can I, can I? It's this way. My wife is a believer. She's a real believer and it's her strength. And, um, and she's bold. Her name means like a bear. I didn't know that before we got married. You know. <laughs> but she needs to believe something. And when she believes it, she goes with it. And, and that's just, I want to honor you for that. So, you know, it, it's not that she doesn't submit. No, she's a believer. And I've learned I need to, I need to help. I, I need to, like, a, to come approach it in the right way and come and approach it in love and honor. So I just want to love you for that, babes. Yeah. Um, but let's not lose, let's not, let's not lose, lose that in the sense that do everything as if you do it to the Lord. Wow, that, 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 should, that should sum up everything. That, 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 that should be like, and, and it's not just something nice we, we say, it, it's something we believe in and we do and we act because God gave us, Jesus gave us as an offering. He presented us as a pure offering. Come on. I hope you see it. Come. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your message this morning. We thank you that your face does shine upon us. But Lord, because of your incredible favor, we can bring our very best. We can offer our very best. We can represent you wherever we go. But also, yeah, in this church and in this body, Lord, we want to bring our best to you as a corporate body, as a church. We want to not just sacrifice once and have it once off, but we want to bring a continual offering to you. An offering of our best, because our best comes from you. And so, Father, we honor you for that. Just as the rain pours on the roof this morning, just as you cover us and saturate us with your presence. Jesus, thank you for leading the way. Thank you for protecting us, for looking after us, and for presenting us pure and spotless. We worship you, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. What is your offering? What are you going to do as unto the Lord? Bless you guys. Bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.